The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, can you even imagine living a life of peace every day? How amazing would that be? I mean, just to live a life of peace today. Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can have it. We work together on this show every week to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest today to help us cultivate this life of peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, wholeness, totality. Our guest today, Reverend Danielle Randall, is a minister of spiritual consciousness, life coach, and international best-selling author. Her company, Authorized Love, offers individual coaching and group programs to teach people how to give power to unconditional love in all circumstances and situations, under all conditions and at all times. Daniel's book, I Met God in a Nightclub, The Unconventional Truth, is her memoir in which she recounts the major life events and her experiences with finding her way back to truth, love, and God. Today, we're going to be talking about surrender into love. We hear a lot about surrendering, and I want to just read to you what I have here written by Danielle, which is amazing. I want to get it on the air for our listeners because this is our topic today, surrender into love. We hear that word surrender a lot, but today we're going to hear it how Danielle is going to advise and teach us and help us to cultivate this process. There is nothing more beautiful than the moment we are willing to surrender into love. Both surrender and love are two of the most sought after spiritual principles by the masses. People often say, I need to surrender this or I need to surrender that and then I will be okay. And if I could feel more love then I will have what I want. And all sorts of variations of the two basic concepts. The thing is, surrender and unconditional love are also two of the most misunderstood spiritual concepts. Both share infinite expression and possibility. So once we begin to define them, we have already begun to limit their power and purpose. Today, we are going to talk about what we can do to fully live in a state of being that all allows us to surrender into love. Practice, 
practice, practice. Practice is experiential and it gives us the opportunity to learn from, surrender and love directly. When we practice, we expand at all levels of our being, causing a new self to emerge, which has integrated in its own power and created evidence of the true potential for how these two beautiful vibrations work for us in our everyday life, in all situations, under all conditions, and at all times. Today, our topic is surrender into love. I am super excited and humbled, really, to bring to our listening audience, Danielle Randall. Welcome to the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. How are you? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me. It is such a blessing to be here with you today. Oh, I feel the same way, and I know that our listeners and myself are in for a treat as we embark on this topic. I mean, it's so broad, and I know we have only an hour together, but surrender into love that that word surrender and I just want to confess that I was I always thought two things about the word surrender one having had you know traumatic childhood where we were homeless for a period of our time me and surrendering and giving up I thought never never I'll never give up and then Mm -hmm. Thinking about, you know, as you, as you grow and you learn, and, and I was developing a relationship with the Lord, the universe, however we want to phrase that, I always thought that surrendering would make my life so much better if I could surrender to a higher being. But I, it was not as easy as I thought it would be. It was the concept of surrendering to a higher being. It was soothing on some levels, but just the practice of it was very, very difficult. And now we're talking about surrendering into love. And I'm excited to know and have our listeners know how to do that and the benefit of doing that. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about who you are and how you came to be, because that story is fascinating. And um, a little bit about that book title, which always makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I am Reverend Danielle Randall, and I had the pleasure of being ordained by Ian LeVan Zandt about nine years ago after a four-year study with her at her school. And the way that this whole thing came together for me was I was living in New York, living my life. Um, I was married at around 26, and I was married at the time to a nightclub promoter. So I was a corporate girl doing my regular work during the day and then finding myself really working in the evenings and at night in the nightclub scene just to keep up with my husband, truly, at the time. And so the unconventional truth of this story is that I was primarily living with an atheist mindset. I had really left any form of religious experience and I was not digging the idea that there was a higher power. In fact, in some ways I have come full circle at this point because what I came to understand at the time is that there was absolutely a higher version of myself that I was denying. I was living so much to my humanness that my divinity was essentially being ignored. And as uh, life would have it, 
God put me side by side with a beautiful mentor uh, of all places in a nightclub as I was cashiering. And she started to talk to me and describe to me about her journey and all these mystical and magical experiences you could have with God and with this idea in mind that it didn't have to look the way I thought it did. And as I was raised Catholic, I had some very clear ideas about what I was told it had to look like, my relationship to God, my relationship to religion, my role. And so through my experience of being in a nightclub, doing the job that I did and having the conversations that really changed my life and putting into practice in my waking life, all of the things I was learning in the middle of the night gave me enough material to change my life from, and I won't go through all the things that happened, but it's a great story, all the challenges I faced and all of the, you know, happenings that life can present and how I, how I made it through those difficult moments and really reconnected to the truth of who I was, the truth of who I am, and left me in a position to continue to infinitely expand, uh, really on a daily basis. And that's what brought me to the work I do today. So the book is kind of a snapshot of the first 35 years of my life. And in the last 10 years, we have really moved from being unconventional in terms of the ways I connect to the universe, the way that I live my life to authorize love, which is my current company and platform, meaning I now have an understanding about love that I really didn't have during those years. So you get to, you get to see me on both sides of the track. Oh, and I, I love that vulnerability. And I got to tell you, this, I met God in a nightclub is the exact, it, it embodies my belief is that everything that shows up in our life shows up with one purpose, and that is to bow down and serve us as we move along our creative path to developing our life. And it can, and we use everything. We use the experience in the nightclub. We use everything. So it's just, really embodies my belief that, you know, there's nothing that is wasted on this journey called life if we choose not to waste it because we all have freedom of choice and you could just say, you know what, she's just telling me some bizarre stories, good for her, and move on. But you took the moment to listen and, and let your soul presence respond. And I, I love that phrase, higher version of myself higher version of myself and uh, I know in literature I'm, that reminds me of this phrase in literature the duality of man but this higher version of ourselves I think that's what we all aspire to live in that space right in the higher version of us you know that when you say that's where we kind of want to be yeah I think that we all have an innate desire to feel deeply loved and connected and that is the place where it happens. So yeah. in our humanness, we experience so many, uh, I would say reactive, you know, experiences. The way we 
relate to the world and the way the world relates to us is, is having an effect on us in our humanness. And then there is this more absolute part of us that if we're really given the opportunity, meaning we give ourselves permission to sit in a space of surrender and unconditional love, we begin to realize we are both of those things, that we are love. We just are it, that it isn't something we need to go searching for, that we don't have to work for it, that we don't have to earn it or own it. It's, it's really what we are made of, because when we remember that that is who we truly are, that we are love, that is the core of you know, our existence, then our humanness can surrender to that which is already us. Rather than submitting, which surrender has that connotation, that we are submitting ourselves as if we are going to, I don't know, I think in some ways we think we have to lower ourselves. People use the word humble yourself. Um, They use the word letting go, giving up. But when you surrender into love, it's really a very gentle remembrance of that which you already are. So when I say surrender into love, I mean, remember that you are love right now, that that is the truth, that is your power, that is the place of all change, all existence. And so there isn't anybody to be worried about when you're going to surrender into love. It really can be quite joyful. I love this. I mean, you said so, so much. And, but that love is just who we are, each and every one of us. Love, and I, and I accept that and believe that so deeply. It is the, if I may, being the being aware of it that sort of, uh, eludes me and maybe many of our listeners at times when we, and I'll say for myself, make the decision consciously or unconsciously to worship fear or to worship self-doubt or to worship, you know, past pains or whatever. It is the moving away from the awareness that I am in fact love and that love is all that there is. So. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you. I think that, I think that we often expect love and have defined love in so many limiting terms that it is sometimes hard to believe that the love that we are, the unconditional love that is who and what we belong to, that that has more precedence over the conditional love which can be taken away from you, which is linked to fear, which is linked to scarcity, which is linked to lack, which is linked to working for it and, you know, wanting it and sort of manipulating life to get it. So there is, you know, there is a place where you have to make a conscious choice to understand that you're not playing the game for conditional love, but that you are really moving over into a space where the word unconditional as defined by Webster's really means what it says, unconditional, without the conditions. 
it, it, it is not, I have this phrase that I use, the isness of now, but it is the isness of the situation. It just is. We are just love. And so today we're talking about surrendering into love. So, and surrendering into, I guess, the truth of who we are, the truth of who I am, the truth of who you are, and being in that space. Base and understand and being in there. So, talk to us a little bit about how, how do we do that? Surrender into love. How? I, I get it intellectually in my in my head, and I and I and I relate to it. It actually warms me a little bit. Just it's comforting, like you know, warm tea or something. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good to be there. But then, the fear part of my essence says, "Well, what about this?" And what about that? And what about so? How do we surrender into love? Well, I think the best way to describe how you do it is to allow it. Is to allow yourself to give love, unconditional love, a space to experience life with you, rather than having you experience life trying to get it. So what that looks like maybe in a practical sense is when you are having a triggered moment, when you're having a reactive moment to life, you're feeling something as uh, an experience in life is offering you a challenge. Most people find it, you know, not easy in the challenging moments. So we'll start there. Um, If you're having a challenge and you're triggered, then it would be amazing to allow yourself to be observant, meaning stop and be quiet, of what is going on inside of you. Rather than paying such close attention to what is coming at you. So we tend to be externally focused as human beings. There's a situation, energy is coming towards us. We believe that our best um, practice in that moment for self-preservation is to watch the thing coming at us, to give it all of our focus. I'm suggesting that we turn the focus around. I see something is coming at me. I notice, I observe, whether it's a person, an event, a uh, one of those like looming moments where you're, you're thinking that this fear is going to manifest, instead of putting your attention there, put the attention back on you, back on the inside. Be willing to notice that is the moment of surrender. So we are changing our focus from that which is outside of us to that which is within us. Okay, and as we become... Right We'll stop right there for one second because this is so, it is so profound. And I'm like smiling from ear to ear because the way you're breaking it down. And I, I hope that our um, listeners are, just got that, that that is surrendering. That right there, that peace right there. And that that is so beautiful. That peace right there of taking our eyes. And I'm going to use our eyes because our eyes mm-hmm. point point outward and outside world, which is kind of confusing. And I say this all of the time because it, it would seem that they would be more purposeful if they pointed inward and we were constantly looking and observing ourselves. 
because then we'd be able to do this surrendering automatically because our eyes are looking inward, but our eyes are looking outward. And that's where a lot of the fear comes because we're focusing. And, and I'm just saying this in my own way, what I, I'm so relating to what you're saying is that we're focused so much at what we believe we see, how we believe it's going to affect us, you know, I, and that we are, we're missing the main thing, was it, which is watching, turning our focus inward and looking at our response. Like, what am, what am I doing right now? What am I, what am I feeling right now? And becoming the observer of self instead of the observer of an external person or situation. That right there, you're right. saying, is the act of surrendering. So we're, we're, we're sur- and I'm going to use the word, the phrase letting go. You see, it's not necessarily that, but, but we're letting go of this false evidence from the outside, really. We're letting go of that and we're surrendering. We're surrendering. I'm not going to look at that. Instead, I'm going to replace that with inner vision. Yeah, you're letting go of a learned behavior that right. your safety and security is an externally focused event. Oh my god. We're not necessarily letting go of people think about like having something in their hands and dropping it, but it isn't about the what you're giving away. It's actually where are you going to give your attention to? Oh my goodness. This is key, Danielle. This this is this is where all the fear and anxiety and panic and you know, just the chaos happens is because we have practiced so long, many of us, um, the over-involvement, the over-watching uh, of the external and, and not paying at all any attention to the inner parts of us. We are so wrapped up in the believing that all of my security is wrapped up in external events of which I have very little control over. And that's why that people, is true. You're, of course you're going to be in a state of panic when you believe that everything outside of you is controlling you. That I mean, that right there sounds like panic. It's like, I believe that, you know, <laughs> the Dow Jones, the weather, the traffic, everything. I mean, everything. People who don't know me, everything. When you believe that all of those things are controlling you, my goodness, it's a, it's a wonder anyone has any peace and just peace, and, and I'm using it differently than what I do in my in everyday peace, but has any calmness at all when, if you're living in that type of state. I read a book one time, and I can't think of who wrote it, but it talked about these Native Americans that were viewing Americans, and they said, uh, one part of it, in the book mentioned that the Native Americans said, why they have this wild look in their eyes all the time. And, you know, and (laughs) when you were describing this, I thought about that phrase, this wild look in your eyes. It's almost like you're in a constant state of fear because you have let go of any connection with yourself and instead connected yourself to, to things that are not grounded in anything. They're just moving in the wind and so you're constantly, constantly panicked and constantly unstable. Wow. So I, I just, that, I didn't want us to miss, to go past that, that being the, that being the definition of surrender, where we put our focus, 
surrendering to letting go of putting our focus externally and believing that external circumstances are going to provide safety. Even the best of external circumstances, because if you think about it, people say, okay, well, I'm at a, I'm, I'm at a lucky streak in my life, but it won't last. And you're hanging your hat and your existence on that type of circumstance, right? That, that can be, mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be even, you know, even in the best of times, you can't get really calm and happy because you're waiting for the other shoe to drop if you're externally focused. And you're only playing on one spot on the continuum of life that you live in. So, I mean, we live in a, in a polarity and between the two poles is every possibility that is available to us. Why we would choose subconsciously, unconsciously, or consciously to stay on the one spot <laughs> that we find ourselves in in the moment is really kind of silly when you think about it because the entire continuum is available to you. So fear and love are not actually any different. They're just in contrast of one another. Love is so, unconditional love has room for fear to live within it. I understand that most people teach that the opposite of love is fear, but unconditional love is so radically absolute in its existence that it has room for fear to live inside of it. It doesn't have to have authority inside of it, but it's not banishing it either. So unconditional love means you can love yourself in the midst of fear, not turn it on, turn it off. I can only have one or the other. That puts you bouncing at the opposite ends of the continuum. But if you were to choose to be in a surrendered state, internally focused, in observation, relaxing and releasing as your emotional tide is, you know, creating that wave, you would begin to recognize that love had never left you. Just because you decided to have an experience in the moment that made you forget it was there doesn't mean it wasn't. We're going to pause right there and come right back and talk about this unconditional love and surrendering to that process. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Our guest today is Daniel Randall, and we're talking about surrendering into love. Back after this messages. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and our fabulous guest today, Daniel Randall, as we talk about surrendering into love. And we're talking about the polarity of love. And I love what you said here that unconditional love has space 
for fear. And I just want to say how I take that, and you can correct me, but I think that is wonderful because a lot of times um, people spend their time trying to get rid of something. Like I, I and I read your the intro that you did for Surrender Into Love at the beginning of the show, and people will say, you know, I can love myself when I can stop being so fearful. I'll accept myself when I can get over this. But right there, unconditional love says, no, we got room for that too. You don't have to pay attention to it, but we got room for that too. Come on. You, you, you are love. And I, 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 that's comforting too. This whole conversation is very comforting to me because this is what people need is this understanding that really what I'm hearing is that Love really is all there is. That's what I am. That's yeah. what you are. And that, that awareness and that acceptance is what we need to, to, as you mentioned earlier, to live this higher version of ourselves. Yeah. I'd like you to consider for a moment that when you are not in a surrendered state, you have abandoned yourself. When you are not in a surrendered state, and going back to our, to the definition that you've given us for surrendering, when we're, when we're not in a surrendering state, meaning that we are believing that our safety is hinged to the external situation. So when we're, not, when we're in that state, then we have abandoned ourselves. It makes total good sense to me because we, uh, we're not, we're, we've left ourselves. We're not, our eyes are pointing outward, not inward, right? In, in, in my own cartoon imagery of things, which I often do to explain complex things to myself, it's like you're the babysitter watching the baby, but you've taken your eyes off the baby. You're, you're focused somewhere else. So I'm not looking inward at taking care of Drayvon anymore from the inside and acknowledging her. I'm now focused on whatever else is going along. I've left my duty station, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So in that space where you've abandoned yourself, you no longer feel deeply loved and connected, which is the only thing that you really are trying to get more of. Wow. You're out of relationship with you. How can you feel deeply loved and connected? That's what relationships need, right? They need awareness. They need attention. And when you move your attention away from, away from you, taking your, putting your attention on something else, looking for validation somewhere else, looking for safety somewhere else, looking for protection and love somewhere else, yeah, you've abandoned yourself. And there within, that's how all we get all this anxiety. We get the low self-esteem. We get the comparison. I'll never measure up. Yes. Well, I think that's the birth, the birthplace of separation. So you've now separated yourself from love. And you are love. And so your perception of what's real is truly unreal. Because you have created a barrier that isn't there, meaning you cannot be separate from love if you are love. If you accept that your state of being is unconditional love, meaning there is nothing, really nothing, that you could be, do, or have that would dismiss this truth that you are love. So if you're going to be in a place where you accept 
that I am love and you're ready to do what I say, which is authorized love, ready to give power to love, then you just put the power back in your own, you know, hands versus allowing the external world to knock you around because it really doesn't have to. It's not that you won't get knocked around, but you don't have to stay in a state of being knocked. You can actually surrender into love, which is you, and you can feel the deep love and connection that you're wanting from the thing out there, which clearly isn't doing a very good job if it has you in a place where you feel like you need to abandon yourself and get back into that vibration. And it can happen instantly. So we, we talked about in the beginning, practice. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. A perfect, perfect practice makes perfection, right? So, and we're practicing how to get back here. How, what does that, what does the practice look like when one desires to surrender into love? Well, I say start with the things that are easy so that you are not trying to, you know, save your life, (laughs) And that's the perception you have is that you have to do this to save your life. You know, it's better to do it with something that is easy to give away. So perhaps uh, some of the nuances in your, in your everyday experiences, whether it's commuting or traffic or someone, you know, at your job that you just have interactions with and seem to be rubbed the wrong way. You just can't ever feel connected to them. Let go of the need in that moment to get anything from any of those things. So if it's traffic, you've turned your focus inward. And you know what you do? You open an ear to the dialogue. You begin to listen to the script. There really aren't that many. We tend to have three core scripts that we play out over and over and over again. And we may apply them to different situations in our lives, but you can begin to notice by listening to the chatter in your head that the thinker in your mind is letting you know, right? We all have that thinker in there who likes to let us know what it's thinking. And when you begin to listen to the thinker, you've already turned your focus inward. So now the person that you are in conflict with or the situation, just traffic even, uh, if you're in conflict with the traffic, meaning there is traffic and you don't like it, that's a conflict, you can choose to listen to the story that your mind has created around what the traffic is going to do to you because that's what you're reacting to. You're actually not reacting to the traffic. The traffic is symbolic of what you believe is going to happen because you happen to be in it. So you would hear like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be late. I'm never on time. Life doesn't go for me. Everybody's in my way. Um, There's so much, you know, there's so many more people here than there should be. You can start to hear the language of your own obstacles. Right there in that moment, once you've listened to the inner dialogue and you begin to pay attention, you already are in surrender. Does that make sense? It certainly does. And I want to just repeat that because 
once you become aware that you've moved away from the home plate, you being the home plate and you, you're, you're back in awareness, you're back home, right? Because that awareness is like, oh, wow. And now you're looking in and that part is so beautiful to me. It's, it, it, this is without judgment, without shame, without condemnation. It really is this gentle nudge that says, you know, it's okay. Turn back, you know, you, you realize it. Now you can be home and you can rest because, and I'm, I love the example about the traffic, but all of those things that take us into this state of, um, panic or franticness it's so uncomfortable but so familiar and it's almost like you know I tell people I used to be a clincher so I clench my teeth you know the, um, clench my hands and then when you let go you realize you were clenching it's like oh my gosh my wrist feels so much better when I'm not clenching so so it's the same way when you realize that oh yeah when I stop feeling angst about this I feel released uh, and love. But I, I want to ask a question about, you said there's three core scripts that people generally have playing over and over and over again, which takes them out of the state of surrendering. What are those three scripts? Well, they're going to be different for every person, but we tend to occupy our mind with three scripts, maybe one theme. So there are typically like what I call bandwidth hogs. Like I think about our energy, like the internet, like you get a bandwidth. And as you move through your day, there are things that interfere in your bandwidth. And this is one of those times when you get to listen and figure out where am I creating disruption from an internal dialogue that actually manifests as an external reality because that's what I hear. So if it's, you know, some people are frustrated with their jobs. Some people are frustrated with their uh, marriages. Some people are frustrated with their children. Um, you can see how quickly those three could be the three scripts. There could be something that you say to yourself that your thinking mind starts chattering away about every time your spouse does something familiar that reminds you that you don't feel deeply loved and connected. And every time that happens, it makes a, like a deeper trench. And so it'll become to the point where you are just looking at your spouse who is doing nothing in the moment for which there might be an opportunity to experience deep love and connection regardless of a history, but you won't see it because your mind is already giving you the chatter that supports the script that is assigned to keep you separate from that person. So do you see how that could apply to almost anything in your life? I do. And, and what, it, what occurred to me when you said that is that is the exact opposite, what you just described of staying in the now as well, is that this chatter is based on something, this perceived notion or maybe something that has happened. And, you know, generally I think of my own, my own life and being, being told by my mom, you'll have to work twice as hard. And so, and so what I would do to, well, just going back to our traffic example, to avoid traffic for years of my life, I went to work at 3.30 in the morning because I knew I had to work twice as hard. My mom had instilled that in me from a child. And so I wanted to be, I was always the first person at my desk and the last person to leave. And that was the chatter, like if anything 
was to happen to disrupt my performance, I always went to that. You see, <laughs> you're not prepared to work twice as hard today. And, you know, all of those, that chatter would happen where if I had just stayed in the now, it would just be traffic. It would just be traffic. It wouldn't have, I, I gave it the backstory that it had. I gave it that. You know, I gave it all of, well, I'm going to be judged as not good enough because I got caught in traffic, you know, not looking around. And so did the other 1,500 people who are on this road get caught in traffic. So, but yeah, it's the, all this backstory that we're giving everything and we're not in the now. And I'm looking at the external situation and saying, and, and then saying I'm unsafe because these external variables I have not compensated for and we can't compensate for every external variable, but we can surrender this process. And you don't want to. I'm sorry. You don't want to. You don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to take into account everything that is going to happen or could happen or is happening. Because once you are in that, like that position in your mind, you're no longer present with what is happening. You, you actually have left once again. And I think there are very few people who truly um, cultivate the art of living right here in this moment right now. They pay more attention to the moments, but they're not living in the moment. They're not addressing the uh, dissonance, if you would, that comes up when you feel triggered or uh, angry, frustrated, when you're in the emotional experiences of your life, which is most of the time, people are leaving the present moment because it's the emotions that they don't feel or don't believe or haven't learned how to handle. So they actually are more afraid of surrendering to love in the moment because they don't trust themselves with their emotions. They don't trust themselves to be okay, even though in this moment they feel disrupted. They feel, um, you know, it could be anything. And, and some people don't trust themselves with joy and consciously keep themselves out of experiencing the elevated uh, vibrations. It is not just the lower vibrations that people you know, are afraid of. Some people don't want to surrender into love because they, they don't want to experience that much joy. Typically in fear of the fall off. It's like, well, if I have this much joy right now, then what happens? Yeah. So I've heard, I've you, heard you know, say you, that. <laughs> you really get that. it on, on both sides. I, I just want to make a note and say to you that in my book, um, I met God in a nightclub there's a chapter that I, I talk about something very specific to what you said. So you believed that you needed to get up at three 30 in the morning to not have traffic be a part of your experience. Well, in my story, what I learned was when I was surrendered to divine timing, I began to leave the house at precisely the moment I would need to leave in order to be really available for the easiest of commutes in terms of living in New York City and having to take the subway and walking to the train and getting that train at, you know, what would be just the right time. And 
even creating a level of grace on the back end that said, I was one of maybe very few in my organization that I, you know, the company I worked for, for whom being 10 minutes late was never an issue, whether I was or I wasn't. Because the demonstration of what and who I was doing the work I did, it didn't affect anything. It never affected anything. And so I was not feeling like a victim of being late. I wasn't treated that way. I mean, I had cultivated, you know, a new experience for myself and feeling like I was on divine time truly made my whole experience divine, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, it, I can see this imagery of when you believe that you're on divine time, no matter what's going on, you believe I'm in divine time and you're sitting in that, in that traffic or in that train that's delayed, having a totally different experience than the person who's sitting there saying, I'm my safety, my job, my everything is wrapped up in me not being 10 minutes late and, and getting into that space knowing that you're not the incredible hawk, you're not going to be able to get out of your car and, and throw all these cars to the side <laughs> or gently push it. You know, you're, you're in this and you're in this and this is, it's happening in the now and therefore it is divine. It is divine. Yeah, And, and you just and need I'll to tell see you it as such. You'll also learn something about yourself. I mean, there is, a, there is an internal addiction that if you find yourself in traffic every day, meaning the traffic is just what it is, but there's a pattern that you become accustomed to living to, meaning that you, you need those hormones raised. You need to feel that anxiety. You don't think you need it, but your body begins to crave it. And so when you're surrendered into love and you can see, look, my insides are getting crazy. Look at all the stories that I have attached to this traffic. Look at how I behave. Look at how I feel. Look at what's happening. None of it's happening right now, but I'm feeling all this. I'm thinking all this. And then the traffic is just the traffic, meaning this many people need to leave and the road is only so big. You begin to understand that this is either something that you can create differently, meaning you begin to look forward to your time in the car because you create the experience where this is alone time, this is meditation, this is, um, you know, time to listen to a book, this is learning time, it's connection time, I call people during this time. You could create an entirely different set of conditions around that time. But not if the addiction is to being frustrated every day at, you know, 7.15 in the morning. Without a conscious recognition of what the stress is, like where you're creating that stress from, you will continue to create that over and over and over again. And that's why we practice, because we get to hear the scripts, we get to see what they say, we get so familiar with them that it's laughable at some point where you're like, there is the script. And when you put the script in its place, meaning you recognize it for what it is, not as true, then you have already begun to limit its power over you. And then by organic process, you create a new experience for yourself. Love only needs a, like a fracture, like a hairline fracture to come in and give you the opportunity to, experience, feel, be, do something different. 
And when you give it that little crack, it will expand in that space. Um, you know, it's like it's like the weeds in New York City that grow in the right, cement the, where nothing else cement. can. And believe me, I'm like, you are a magical little creature weed. <laughs> you are growing on a speck of dirt. I don't even know how you got there. So, I mean, like, that is how powerful love is. Wow. Now I'm going back to this. I love this phrase that you said earlier. You said, and we were talking about the practice. Let go of the need to get anything from the situation. And we were talking, I was asking that question. You, I said, well, what does one practice? But even I'm going back to our traffic situation, letting go of the need to get anything out of this, just, just being there and not, letting yeah. go of the need. That is refreshing. Isn't that just a refreshing state of mind is that I don't need to get anything out of this. And I, someone posted a while back on Instagram and, and I loved it, a phrase that, you know, when you let, when you let go of need is when you really start to receive. And I'm paraphrasing, but th this is what I'm hearing. This is when we really start to receive the awareness, the nowness of what we are in our essence of love. When we let go of, I, I don't need anything from this. I don't need anything from the relationship. I don't need anything from the traffic. I don't need anything from anything. I just am. And in my, I well, am I, this. I, yeah. And I think that when you really, you know, distill it, you recognize that the only need you have is to be or to experience feeling deeply loved and connected and you are trying to get that everywhere when in fact it is already who and what you are. You are deeply loved. You are connected. It is not even possible to not be unless you really decide, and we do moment by moment, to deny that that is real. Wow. I mean, this conversation, I, and I had another loaded question, but I know we only have about three minutes and I want our guests to know, our listeners to know how to connect with our fabulous guest today, Daniel Randall. And we're talking about surrendering into love. And I hope and trust that you're able to see the value of authorizing love in your life to live in this space to live in this space, I want to just call it tranquility, to live in this space of love and knowing that and there are so many people and, and people connect with me and I know you're listening and connect with me and ask what do they do with this feeling of loneliness? What, how do they, how to take care of this feeling of loneliness? And you said something that was just so powerful and so impactful that people are always trying to connect. We're always trying to connect, but we're doing it in the wrong way. We're trying to connect outwardly when we need to connect inwardly first. And I think organically that we can connect externally. And we could talk about that in, in a moment if we have time, but I think so very important that you tell listeners how they can, how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, how they can just be in your presence and get some more of this. Yeah, um, so I am everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, a website, online. My website is www.authorizedlove.com. My handle is authorizedlove.com in all of the other locations. I'm really easy to find because I know that I am deeply loved and connected, and I wouldn't make it difficult to do. 
<laughs> so it should be fairly easy to find me. And I look forward to meeting your listeners and be available to answer their questions on any of my social media outlets. And, you know, Drayvon, we are, we are love. And the sooner we allow ourselves to have what we are show us how powerful it is, the more of it we really create from and the more of it we experience. And I think that is, that is true for, for all of us. Yeah, Danielle, I want to, if I may, close with this for our listeners, because we got less than a minute. Two key points to me that stand out. For, people, for my listeners who contact me and say that you're suffering from panic, you're suffering from anxiety, you're suffering from loneliness, turn the focus inward. Turn, turn the focus in, inward and realize that you are love and that you are the compassion, the empathy, everything that you're wanting to experience from the outside world, you are that. I think that practice right there, we talked about practice, 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 doing that practice. And then I heard the second thing is being in a space and saying that I don't need to get anything in the space because so often we're like grabby, grabby, grabby. We're trying to get this and we're trying to get that and we can't enjoy the space and be in, and be in our true self. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I absolutely love each and every one of you all. I love our guests today for being here and sharing with us. Until next Monday, please know that you are loved as an everyday peacemaker. Thank you for joining us today, Danielle, and for all of our listeners. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.